Hey, Renee, how you doing? Hey, Tony, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Good, thanks. So you're in Texas? Yep, good old Texas. <laughs> good deal. Yeah, are you, are, uh, for those listening in, you're the basis for Aegis. Uh, out of, are you all still based in L.A. right now? Yes. Yeah, uh, we've been based out of L.A. Uh, the whole time. Um, I'm, I'm actually the only one in the band that's actually from Los Angeles. Um, the other guys are transplants, but yeah. Yeah. How, how's uh, everything going over there for you? I mean, is the scene starting to open back up slowly, or is it still in lockdown? Uh, well, you mean the scene in terms of, like, concerts and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, nothing nothing that I know of out here. Um, no, it's still kind of... Shows are still kind of uh, not happening yet. Oh, yeah. Although Kimball did a... Uh, Kimball uh, is in a band called Juliet and the Licks, and they did they did a show that was kind of like a uh, it was supposed to be a show um, that was happening at a at a vaccination site, mm-hmm. um, like in the in the parking lot at Dodger <laughs> Stadium. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, the 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 show still went on, but I think that the uh, site had been shut down that day. But they uh, they still they still streamed it, and so so Kimball actually has uh, played a show, the singer of ages. Yeah. Um, but yeah that was kind of a a special circumstance yeah yeah well i mean at least it's something you know yeah true true it seems like it's you know slowly i'm seeing these tour dates people announcing tour dates for the summer and uh you know over the past year i'd seen bands do that knowing full well that they were probably going to get canceled and they all did but i kind of feel like now the ones that they're announcing now, I feel like those ones are actually going to happen. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a it's a good thing. I I think you're right with the vaccines rolling out, and you know a lot of people, have, you know, either the you know immunity from actually getting COVID, at least stuff is starting to open up, and everything everybody's planning for summer or fall, which is yeah, yeah. Thank goodness, finally. Is that what? How is Texas? Is it? Are they having shows there already? Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh really? <laughs> yeah, man. I think it was uh, like about ooh, three weeks, maybe almost a month already. Our governor was like, a hundred percent. Everything can open up. You don't have to have masks. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, but I mean, down here we're we're not down. We we know how to be adults. To where? Sure. Yes, I mean he gives us that option, but I, most venues and. Most stores that you'll go to, they still have masks mandatory before you come in. But slowly okay. but surely, uh, there's dates popping up for concerts already. Whether if it's going to be like little pods uh, to start off with, and then then and then of course grow from there. But yeah, we already got some dates for uh, May. You know what? Actually, yeah, in like two or three weeks, there's there's oh, crazy. Already, yeah, there's already shows popping up uh, all over the place. Actually. So it's it's uh at least it's oh, that's a good sign. Hell yeah, but you know coming back to ages, y'all. I mean, y'all kind of had like a brick wall fall on you with the release of Droman. That's when I mean y'all released that, and then COVID hit. Yeah, uh, it it came out. It's funny. I I feel like we're fortunate because it came out um, in late January. And then on January 31st, we went, we did uh, the Shiprocked cruise that left from New Orleans. 
And then, uh, so that was with like 20 other bands on the cruise ship, which we had never done before, which was a total blast. Yeah. Um, and then we got back from that on maybe February 6th. And then, uh, on February 7th, our tour started and we, uh, and then we were gone for four weeks and we got, I got back into town March 2nd. And then, you know, then the, you know, the world shut down about right. a week or two later. Right. So a lot of bands like, you know, they had their tours canceled or they had um, the tours canceled in the middle of the right in the middle of the tour. It's like, OK, this is canceled. Everybody go home, yeah. you know. So I do feel like we're fortunate that we at least got to finish a tour. Yeah. Um, but it was it was a huge bummer to be like, Oh wow. We just, you know, our, our record just came out and now we can't tour anymore. Um, which is, you know, that's really the only, that's the best way to be, you know, promoting your record. And, uh, it was a, uh, it was a huge bummer, but at the same time, like I said, I, I have to be grateful that we at least did get to tour right up until the, you know, right up until the shutdown. Right. Um, so it could have been worse. We even had a stop in uh, Corpus Christi on that tour, which I have never, I don't think I've ever played Corpus Christi uh-huh. um, until then. Um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, it's just bizarre. Like, you know, in all of our lifetimes, we've never uh, seen anything like this happen. And it's, it's gone on. I remember when it first happened and the initial reports were like, you know, it's going to stay like this till July or August. And I was thinking to myself, oh, my God, three months, you know, <laughs> thinking like that's like right. it's going to be the worst thing, you know, ever. And then, God, I wish it was only three months, you know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's uh, I'm just kind of glad that um, that it's going to be getting back to normal. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, but who knows? Who knows what normal means anymore? But I'm glad that, you know, it's people will be able to gather again and, and yeah. the shows. I really do miss not only playing shows, I miss going and seeing shows and hanging out and, you know, having drinks with my friends. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The music community is like one big ass family to where it's, it's a family get together when, whether if you're playing a show or you're going to a show, you see the same people at these places. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I, I completely understand. So, you know, what, what were some of the, I guess, lessons learned uh, that, you know, because of this pandemic that you had to find a different way to promote the, your newest, your last album. Um, yeah, you know, uh, I, I don't, I don't know exactly if we learned any lessons from it because I, the, we did what we could, um, Kimball was able to, we, we did put together a video for one of the songs, um, Kimball kind of uh, he had this idea of um, making a video where you know everybody's everybody's stuck at their stuck at home so we'll make this video where we each can shoot our shoot ourselves playing you know playing the song and he worked a little storyline into it where he was um, where he was you know dreaming of uh, of uh, playing you know, playing music again. And it's, uh, the song is called believer. He actually turned it into a half. He did like a half acoustic, acoustic, uh, version of it. And then the second half of the song, um, it kicks in with the, uh, the full, um, the full studio track. Um, so that was one thing, you know, making the video and then, uh, 
apart from that, not much. I, I, we really felt kind of like our hands were tied in terms of like doing the, the live, st- like a live stream type of thing. We weren't, re- we weren't really, uh, we weren't really into that idea. I know a lot of bands did that for me. I'm just not a fan of it. Cause it's not the, it's not the same, you know, I can, I can watch, I can watch, uh, I've already been able to, you know, watch any videos of bands <laughs> that I want to online. And it's like, right. if it's a live show, I want to be at a live show. Yeah. A live streaming show isn't anything that's just not, that's nothing special to me. Right. But that's my, own, that's my own personal opinion. And I'm not shitting on anybody else that wants to do that or whatever. Yeah. But that was not something that we really considered doing. Um, and uh, yeah, we just kind of felt like uh, we were handcuffed for the last year and um you know it's tough it's really tough we you know that's kind of the thing with releasing this uh this new track colors was kind of just you know let's get a song out there to kind of you know we haven't had anything in the last year let's kind of throw this out there to let people know that we're still we're still around right because uh you know being visible and stuff is is very important these days you know seems like as, as time goes on, people have less and less of an attention span. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's always just right on to the next, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and speaking of colors, is that an, an indication that you all have been working on new music besides this one track that's out? Well, we've been working on the recordings, but to be honest, um, Colors was, uh, was written and tracked before the pandemic oh yeah but we hadn't we hadn't thought about releasing it or whatever it was just kind of one of these things that we had mm-hmm. i think i believe the drums the drums and the bass were done and then uh there was definitely no vocals on it and i'm sure I, maybe there was some guitars but um i was talking to kimball and i said well why don't we you know we had tracked a couple songs that you know the drums were done and uh i said why don't we why don't we you know get some of these going he needed it you know that was, i was kind of pushing him to you know hey throw some vocals on there and let's let's see where we're at with these things yeah and colors was definitely one that that stood out and uh so that was pretty much a unanimous uh thing when we were listening to stuff like okay this is a this is a strong one let's let's lead with this yeah now is this uh you know just to get you know your thought on the ideas you know one of the things that i've seen some bands doing is and you kind of touched on it too about how you know some people have short attention spans and they want you have kind of have to be in the in their faces all the time what do you would the band consider doing eps going forward or mix up mix it up or how what is your stance on that? yeah uh that's you know we've never actually done a an ep that's like you know um it's not a full record we've done uh we did a a single way back in the day, like our first ever release, but we've mainly been doing full length albums. And, uh, but as it, as it stands now, um, yeah, we would absolutely consider doing EP, but we don't, I I just don't know for sure, but we would certainly consider it. Yeah. It's not, it's, we don't rule anything out. And the fact of the matter is we only, we have a few songs recorded, but not enough for a full length. So whether that means we take our time and write a bunch more and then, and then, uh, choose us, you know, and then get an album from that. Or if we write a bunch and we're like, well, only, we're only thinking three or four of these are good enough to release. Maybe we'll just do an EP. That's certainly, uh, 
within the realm of possibility, yeah. but we haven't really decided that yet. Now, when y'all write, do y'all write as a band collectively, or does somebody come in with you know a, a melody or a riff or an idea for a song, and then it gets constructed from there? We we have written like that where we you know somebody's got a riff and okay hey what can we do with this um, a lot of, there was a lot of that going on in the earlier in the earlier days but lately um, lately it's Kimball writes um, he writes all the all the lyrics and all the vocals and he writes all, mainly all the songs I did write I do have a song that we've recorded that's not finished yet mm-hmm. but um, I wrote the music and then Kimball did the uh, did the vocals um but generally kimball writes 90 percent of the stuff mm-hmm. um he's definitely the principal songwriter yeah um and uh yeah and he's he's definitely more prolific at it than than i am that's for sure <laughs> um well don't downplay yourself because you know trying to st- stand out as a bass player you know sometimes people try to say oh you know it's just a bass player or whatever but i mean you also keep the keep the groove going in the in the in the song you know you give it some that that warm tone to it definitely definitely i just i'm my own worst critic so <laughs> i do like to write stuff but i it takes you know i have to really be happy with something before i'll actually show it to the other guys because it's kind of you know, it's kind of a personal thing, and then, you know, if it's not a good feeling when you, you work on something and you really like it, and you show it to the guys, and it gets kind of a lukewarm reaction, so where <laughs> you can tell, like, okay, the guys aren't, you know, I really love this one, I spent a lot of time on it, yeah. and the guys aren't really digging it. Yeah. But, you know what, though, but I don't, I don't mind that, really, because when, you know, when Kim, if Kimball writes something, and he brings it in, and maybe he's really high on it, I have to be, um, I have to be comfortable enough to tell him, mm, you know what, man, it's not your best, <laughs> or, or you know what, I'm not digging this one, I'm not digging this song as much as that other one that you wrote, right? You know, so I, you know, I would, I want them to be honest, and just the same way that I will, uh, I will be honest, and uh, you know, it's the band is definitely important to us, and we take it seriously, so it's, you know, you kind of got to let go of your. Uh, let go of your, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Ego. Your insecurities. Yeah, your ego and your insecurities and whatever. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's mainly him. But, again, like for Colors, for example, he had the song written, but the original his original demo was way different. It was, you know, the parts were there, but the arrangement was different. And uh, and so we we definitely reworked it. And I I think it was a couple of my ideas that, that led it to the um to where it is now yeah um but uh yeah so it's it's definitely collaborative and um and even though kimball writes a lot of it he's open to he's open to ideas for arrangements and whatnot yeah in fact he changed the there was a lyric on the on the uh on the song colors that um dylan and i the drummer uh kind of like uh that line is there is there something else you could throw in there and so he changed the chorus because you know because we were like eh, we don't really like that lyric right and he was he was totally fine with changing it so um which is good because it's you know it's it's really tough to be in a band a lot of times especially you know over you know for years because um you know everybody's passionate about it everybody has their own ideas and uh and sometimes people can be offended if you uh if you're not, if you don't agree on certain things, it can get 
very uh, contentious. Yeah. And so it's, you know, you got to remember to give everybody their space and you got to, um, you got to give their opinions, you know, um, you got to respect their opinions as well. It's, it's tough. It's like being in a marriage, you know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so it's, I think that's, that's, you know, a lot of bands break up because of silly shit like that. Right. So it's, that's, we've been together for a long time. So I think it's, um, that's partly because we are able to, uh, respect each other and not, um, and not sweat the small stuff. Right. And, and, and from what, from what it sounds like, you know, being together this long, it, it sounds like y'all are collectively on the same mindset to where you're doing what's best for the band. Exactly. Everybody's got the same. Yeah. Every, we all want the same thing here. It's just a matter of, you know, how we go about getting there. Yeah. Now how, for, you know, just getting to know you, have you always played bass or any other instruments that you picked up? Uh, in bands, I've always, I've only played bass. I, uh, I, I picked up guitar when I was a teenager and, uh, never got very good. And when I, my first band, it was, um, my high school buddies and, uh, they already had the guitar player and the drummer mm -hmm. and I really wanted to be in a band. So <laughs> they said, well, why don't you, if you, you know, if you, uh, If you if you play bass, you can be in the band. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, well, let's give this a shot. <laughs> right. You know, and yeah, so that's kind of been like that ever since. Yeah. So interesting. You know, for and uh, you know, and just getting a little bit more history about you. You know, who were some of the bass players that you kind of, you know, saw and said, oh shit, you know, that really inspired you to kind of push yourself to get better. Well. Um, I don't know that, that there was that I would look at a specific bass player and be like, I want to get better so I can play like that guy. But I did have, I did have like my favorite, my favorite bass players, you know, growing up. And I would say, I mean, my favorites all time would, are probably Geezer Butler and John Paul Jones. Yeah. Um, Paul McCartney, who I didn't, I, I never really noticed the, uh, the baselines of Beatles songs until somebody pointed it out to me, but I was like, Oh my God, now, you know, Paul McCartney is one of my favorite bass players. <laughs> but if we're talking about metal, I mean, uh, uh, I was really into, I was really into Metallica. Yeah. Um, and so Cliff Burton, you know, that's in terms of metal bass players, it's right. gotta be Cliff. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, I've always, it's, most of my influences have been like the heavy stuff, like the heavier bands. And, uh, I know you're, uh, it's, it's called metal in metal out. And I yeah. don't necessarily consider ages to be a metal band, but we definitely have our, have our moments with, you know, with the metal riffs. And it's, you know, that's one thing that we, uh, when we were first starting the band, we wanted to, we wanted to have some, you know, some melody with the vocals and stuff, but it was all about, you know, the heavy riffs. Yeah. And uh, that's been a constant in my life since I was a kid, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, the the title of the of the the podcast and the website—that's just a title. I mean, I, I I listen to all different kinds of music, and uh, yes, my my favorites are the heavier stuff. But I mean, I, I listen to all different varieties. So I'll I'll talk to whoever and and anybody, you know, just right, right, yeah. But uh, no, 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 that's yeah. So if you if you did say you know you you mentioned the heavier stuff what what are you talking about there? Well, let's 
let's see in the in the early 90s um i was in a band called 16 and it was more like uh the early stuff was kind of like you know helmet helmet was brand new at the time and uh me and my buddies were really into helmet and uh so the band 16 they actually had they were actually a band before i joined but then uh it's kind of sounded like helmet at first and then as we um as we you know started playing together more it's it kind of evolved and we started smoking a lot of weed so it, it became more of a sludgy type um sludge metal type band so i mean the kind of stuff that that i was really into um back then which i mean bands that i still love yeah. i'm kind of stuck in the 90s with a lot of stuff so like uh neurosis mm-hmm. and I, I hate god and sleep yeah um unsane unsane is more noise rock than metal but it's definitely heavy yeah. you know and and uh and aggressive um those were the big ones for me. Unsane, Neurosis, I Hate God, Sleep. Um, and then, uh, so that was like the 90s. Uh, the early 2000s, I, you know, that's when, well, Sleep broke up and Matt started High on Fire. So High on Fire, naturally, I was I was very into and still am. Yeah. And that's also when Mastodon, um, early 2000s is when, uh, you know, Mastodon started playing. And, uh so they're another one that I'm still into, you know, it's the modern metal. There's not a lot that, um, that I, that really excites me. I'm kind of, you know, I'm getting old. So it's, yeah. <laughs> I love my, uh, you know, the stuff that I grew up on. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. but I am, I am open to it, you know? Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's tough because you, you know, I don't want to be the person that's like, Oh, it's, you know, it's all been done and nobody's done it better than, you know, than the classic bands. Right. But, you know, but that's not exactly, that's not exactly fair. Right. But for the stuff that I listen to, I don't find myself listening to a lot of newer bands and it's not, I'm not, you know, it's not by choice where I'm like, I don't want to, I don't, you know, if it's new, I don't give a shit. Don't, I don't even want to hear it. It's not that it's just, I'll get, I'll hear stuff and it just doesn't, it doesn't, uh, doesn't really move me. And it's maybe I'm, I haven't heard the right stuff. You know, there's been bands like recent bands like power trip where I'm like, Oh God, these guys are great. Mm -hmm. Um, even though their style is, is definitely, um, retro, you know, they, they stood out for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, Texas band, right? Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know about them, and Pantera. Yeah, since we're talking about Texas, Pantera, yeah, yeah. That's, that one's tough to ignore too. Um, but you know, that's we're getting back to nineties. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I yeah. think it's it maybe, and 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 you're kind of right because I mean, because there are good bands now, but I think it, I don't know if it has to do something that it was just a different time period to where it, we didn't have that instant you know, just log into the computer and instantly get a song as soon as it comes out. It was more like, it was a preparation to where, I mean, I remember still getting on the bus, going to the mall or to a record store to pick up. It's like, okay, today's the release day. I got to go pick this up. You know what I mean? You know, whether it was a cassette or uh, the LP and then, and on the right back, you're just like looking at it back and forth and looking at the lyrics and all the pictures in it. It was just different feeling compared to now now you just get sure. it, you just get it digitally you don't get to hold it you know what i mean it's it's a different thing and i don't know if that has for me i think that has something to do with it because 
I mean, there are good bands now that really stand out, but it's I think it's just different. Yeah, for sure. Well, and there's you know, going I I do I do kind of miss those days. You know, it makes me feel old. But oh yeah, me too, brother. <laughs> I remember like it was the summer of '88, and I was uh, and I knew the new Metallica was going to be coming out. You yeah. know, and Justice for All, and I had you know. Um, there was no teaser, you know, where like, oh, they're going to release a song early, whatever. It was, yeah. there was nothing. Yeah. And so I, I showed up to the record store. I, I grew up in a, in a small uh, beach town out here in California and there was one record store in the whole town. And, uh, so I, uh, I showed up there and, you know, and the guy hadn't even opened the box yet. Cause it, you know, they apparently, they, they just got their shipment in or whatever. Yeah. So I got it. And I remember we went to, I went to school the next day and I was, you know, I was the one that had Injustice for All, so everybody wanted to check it out. And then <laughs> yeah. guys were like, you know, here, I'm going to bring you a blank tape, make it for me. Because people, you know, maybe they didn't have the, the cash to, to go out and buy it just yeah, yet. Tape you know? trading, man. If it was like eight or nine bucks or, you know, back then, it's just like, okay, uh, I'll have to wait till, you know, I'll have to wait till next week to go grab that or something, you yeah. know? Um, so, yeah. And then that's another thing about the attention span is because you spend your money on this thing and you bring it home. And you're going to soak it in and you're going to just listen to nothing but that whole record. Oh, yeah. For and sure. you get to hear, you know, all, all the, the, the deep cuts. Yeah. Um, and, you know, to where now somebody will listen to a song here or a song there, but it's like listening to the whole album. They, you know, they don't have the, the patience for that. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying everybody, but generally speaking, it just seems like that's kind of what the what the deal is. Um, but it's hard to it's hard to um, get mad at that, too, because there's just everything is right at your fingertips. Yeah. You don't, you know, if you know, you, you hear, a, you start to listen to the record and then there's a song on there that you don't love immediately. Like then you're on to the next, Oh yeah, let me check out this other record. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, I guess um, it's a double edged sword because you, even though we, we don't have, you know, what we had back then, bands are able to pretty much blow up overnight. You know what I mean? And everybody has access to anything and everything, you know, to, yeah. So we're a band from across the world in a different country. All of a sudden, it shows up in your algorithm. You're like, "Oh shit, this is pretty good," and so yeah. you start create a following that way. You know, so it's it's good and bad. Yeah, it is. I mean, the other thing for me is it just it seems like the uh, rock and metal is just not as not as big as as it was when I was growing up. Oh yeah, you know the the kids now it's it's hip hop and pop and edm and whatever you know whatever else the young kids are listening to but it's not you know i go to these shows where i you know growing up it was um you know the heavy shows it was you know a lot of kids and stuff and now when i go to the heavy shows it's it's the older folks you know (laughs) a lot of them are 21 and over venues of course (laughs) but but even the all ages ones like I'll, i'll just go there and it's like okay you see you see some kids but it's mostly uh it's mostly the aging metalheads, you know, yeah. not a lot of new ones. Yeah, we still got to support um, those bands. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And and that's and that's interesting too because where you grew up, I mean, I I just coincidentally I just finished watching uh, Murder in the fr- in the Front Row. Uh, you know, have you seen that? No, what is that? That's uh, about talking about the Bay Area thrash, which oh you know, okay with, with Exodus with. Uh, uh, sure. Metallica. I mean, all, all those bands where they, they kind of just you know blossom from there, and of course took over and stuff. Uh, 
It's a pretty. Oh, good so show. it's like the it's like on the early days of the Bay Area thrash. Yeah, movement? yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's on uh, Amazon Prime. You can rent it or buy it. But it's a pretty good show. Um, it's called Murder in the Front Row. Murder, and it's a Murder in the Front Row. It's a documentary. Row. Yes. Okay. Murder in the Front Row. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty good. It talks about you know all those bands that they kind of started the the thrash scene back then and then how it evolved and influenced everybody uh and then then for for you yourself in la that's i mean that's a big a lot of people a lot of musicians go to la because they want to either either be in a band or they want to get their band bigger and get and get known out there do do, do you still find that uh still happening yeah um it's uh, it's kind of always been that way, and a lot of the bands. There's bands that you know, um, bands that formed in LA and and got big, uh, aren't even from here. Yeah, they were uh, they were from elsewhere, oh, yeah. or they you know it was a band that that started somewhere else, and then they you know they moved to LA after they were already a band. The whole band moved here, mm-hmm. and then they they were discovered after that. But yeah, LA's always been like the. The, the town for that and you know and people wanting to be in the in the movie business of course too yeah um but yeah it's um shoot sorry kimball's texting me here um yeah it's it's kind of always like that it's it's strange when you know I, I meet a lot of people i go to the shows and whatever i meet people and when i tell them i'm from here People are like, "Whoa!" People actually grow up here, which is they're <laughs> half joking, but it's just like it's. Yeah, it kind of depends on which part of LA. Right. If you're, you know, in Hollywood, and then I'm in, I'm kind of near Hollywood. I'm in uh, Silver Lake, but out here in Echo Park, it's a lot of the, you know, the people, the the people in the music, people and art, and you know, all that. They're in these this part of town, so it's this part of town is heavily. Um, heavily transplants you know people that moved here yeah. but in the uh in other parts like uh, some of the the beach cities and the and, and the valley that's where it's you know a lot a lot more people that are actually you know from there um but yeah it's it's just i just something we you know i grew up with and it's always kind of been like that and it's uh it's you know it's, it doesn't it doesn't phase me at all it's what's funny to me is that you know i <laughs> I meet some people sometimes where I, you know, this a couple of people from Portland and they were trying to tell me like, Oh, you LA people are moving to Portland cause it's cheaper. And now you're ruining our, you're ruining our town because people are, you know, um, the houses are too expensive now and it's getting too crowded all, all because of you LA people didn't want to pay these prices. And now you're moving to our town. Yeah. And I wanted to be like, Okay, stop right there because everybody on Earth moves into moves to LA, you know, and and we, I I can deal with it without complaining. So maybe you could do the same thing, you know. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, one of the other things now is like everybody's moving to Texas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're sure. moving to Austin. Austin, Austin's a big one. Yeah, I had a lot of a lot of friends that moved there. In fact. Yeah. Um, which and to, and I love Austin. I can I can see why people would choose it because it's a it's a really fun town. Yeah. Um, sure. I don't know how how much I would like living there during South by Southwest and stuff, but yeah. um, it's because that's a, that's just chaos now. I used to really love it, um, but it's gotten to the point now where it's just it was just absurd. The ages played uh, South by, and I think it was twenty thirteen or fourteen, and I did not enjoy it. Um, oh, no. 
the way I enjoyed my um, my earlier trip to South by. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but that's true. Like the, Texas is a big time uh, destination for a lot of LA people mm-hmm. and elsewhere too. I'm sure it's you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, they got winter Texans and all that stuff too. They come down from the yeah. north because it's too cold. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure I'm sure Austin now is getting expensive because of that. Oh yes, it is. Yeah, people from Austin are complaining of everybody moving in and, and they're leaving Austin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's I guess that's just the way it goes. Um But you know, to get back on track, you know, is there any possibility because you mentioned that you're kind of seeing to where some places are starting to play shows, do y'all have any plans to maybe like a time frame to where you would aim maybe to like toying with the idea of summertime or maybe even fall um yes i mean we're definitely uh we're definitely open um open to whatever we're not i don't know that we're big enough to be headlining our own tours so so the majority of the tours that we do are uh our support tours so that makes it very we're very dependent on somebody inviting us um out so generally when somebody invites us we will just we'll just do whatever because it's you know those opportunities don't come around all that often right um but it's also uh it's also um going to be tricky because kimball um the our singer guitar player uh has um he is now the touring bass player for the band Chevelle. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Um, I think I'm allowed to say that now because I think it's been, uh, I think it's been, um, mentioned, Yeah. but Chevelle just, they just had their new album come out yeah. and I know that the, their, their tour cycles are probably, I would think 18 months, mm-hmm. you know, where they're, they're touring all throughout, you know? Yeah. And it's, uh, they'll have breaks here and there obviously but that's going to make it tricky for uh for us because uh if he's you know if somebody offers us a tour and chevelle are doing doing dates he's not going to be able to uh he's not going to be able to do it and ages ages cannot do shows without kimball he's the you know the singer and guitar player and so it's you know it just wouldn't Right. It wouldn't. Uh, it wouldn't work. Like me, for example, if you know, if I couldn't do. In fact, in the past, I was I was in Italy one time uh, on vacation, and um, a man had asked us to do a couple a uh, couple dates in uh, Northern California, and we had somebody um, step in and yeah. and uh, take my bass duties on, and it was no big deal. It was yeah. totally doable. Yeah. But with with Kimball gone, that's we just can't do it. Yeah. So. Um, depending on how much Chevelle is going to be touring, uh, that's going to largely dictate, uh, what we're able to do, but you know, it's, it is what it is and we'll, we'll do whatever we can. I would love to be, you know, doing some dates like in the summer or fall, but it's, you know, I kind of feel like the other, the other thing is that all these bands that make a living, um, by touring, they're all they've all just gone, you know, a year without any of that income. So they're all going to be fighting for, you know, whatever spots are available. I feel like the the tour, it's going to be really competitive in terms of, you know, what bands are going to be, you know, able to book these, book these shows. Um, 
Yeah, you're, you're, but, gonna, you're gonna run into, uh, you know, so many bands going out all at one time, and right. there's, there's limited venues because a lot of venues unfortunately had to close. Yeah, that too. That's right, and it's not just rock. It's like all yeah. all bands. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah, and there, yeah, there's been some some venues. That, it's really sad that you know some of these like uh, legendary venues just shut down for good, and it's uh, it's really unfortunate. Yeah. But you know the easy thing with the with the with the the Chevelle thing was would just be for them to take you on tour with them, right? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I would love for that to happen. We've that's how we met them. Yeah, um, they they've taken us out on tour three different times. Yeah, and uh, I'm really grateful because those have been you know probably the biggest tours that we've done. They've been they've treated us really well, and. Uh, you know they they're a great draw, so we're like we're going on these tours, and you know, Hell yeah, more than half the dates are sold out, and they're you know, and they're theater sized venues, sometimes bigger. It's so we were definitely spoiled by them. Oh, I'm sure. Um, so it's yeah, if they're if Chevelle uh, asks us to tour and and is okay with Kimball doing double duty on those <laughs> nights, we would absolutely you know we would absolutely be up for that. Oh, of course. Um, but I don't know exactly how. Um, how that's going to work or if that's something they would consider. Um, but they've been really good to us in the past. And so, yeah, it's, it would be great, but I'm not, uh, I'm not getting, um, getting my hopes up on anything. I just feel like everything is such an unknown right now. You know, we'll see. But, um, if, if we have an opportunity and the, uh, and Kimball is available and not, and you know, he's in town and able to do whatever, then we will absolutely start up again. Um, as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's, it's going to be, uh, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Now, you know, you mentioned it earlier that, you know, you miss, of course, going to shows, playing shows, seeing, seeing some familiar faces. Do you, when y'all tour, do y'all tour like on a, on a, in a van? And, and if so, do you miss that van with crowded with everybody? Yeah. Uh, yes and no. I definitely <laughs> like we're, we're in a van. We, we definitely are not big enough to afford, uh, to afford a bus i've never even toured i've toured you know since since the 90s and i've, I've never uh never been on a tour big enough or in a band big enough to uh afford a tour bus um it, it sounds lovely because <laughs> the van can definitely get cramped you're you know you know not only are you on top of each other but you're we're switching up driver duties yeah we always uh, we we'd always tour with you know the uh the minimal you know, as minimal as we possibly could. So we don't even take a merch person or a sound guy because mm-hmm. we just couldn't, we just couldn't fit one. Yeah. It's just, we don't like the tra- driving with trailers because a, it's harder to deal with in terms of parking and stuff. Right. And B, you can't, you can't go as fast on the highway. So it's kind of slowing you down, especially when you got long drives between cities. But most importantly, I mean, bands get, get ripped off all the time and they get, you know, they get their gear stolen. And I feel like the trailer is just, it's, you know, you're just such a massive target. Yeah. Like it's, everybody knows instantly like, okay, I know what's going on here. Right. But in a van where we can, we can cram all the gear in there and just have a couple of benches and fit the four of us and all of our gear. It's just, you know, and it's small enough to where, you know, parking is usually not, um, not ever difficult. Um, yeah, it's it's not as it's not as comfy as maybe doing it another way. But the other thing is we're trying to come home with some money, so yeah, um, whatever sure. whatever costs we can cut, 
um, we try to do that. And I, I do miss it though. It's, um, it's definitely a good time, um, you know, being out with your buddies and just playing different cities every night and getting the drinks going and, and whatever. It's not all, you know, it's not always the most pleasant thing is when you're, when you're losing sleep and, uh, you know, people get on each other's nerves and it's, uh, you know, it's not always smooth sailing, but it's, it's absolutely a great time. And I, you know, I'm hoping that we'll get to do some more of that, um, sometime soon. Oh yeah, it will. If, if, if we follow the science, we will. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, once people, I mean, get vaccinated, you know, it, (laughs) there's like a fraction, like, it's like point zero zero something percent of, of possibility of getting COVID once you're vaccinated. So I mean, it's all good. We just need to get everybody up up to speed. But, yeah. But or either that or just come to, to fucking Texas because we're all opened up over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly right. I get my second vaccination uh, on May fourth, so I'm looking forward to that. Awesome. Very nice. So you know, almost getting to the end of our interview here. So other. Other than, of course, you know, picking up the single that you got, streaming it as much as possible, sharing it as as much as possible because it doesn't cost anything. What else could you know fans of Ages help to support the band right now? Well, we uh, the colors is just actually only uh, it's just only the digital release for the single, but because uh, because of the um, the pandemic, we still got a lot of merch. And uh, and our and copies of our uh, our uh, album Drummond, which was which was released in January of 2020. So we've got those for sale on uh, Bandcamp and Big Cartel, and it's we got vinyl and CDs and digital. Um, and then we got you know the T-shirts for sale and stuff too. But that's definitely the the best way uh, to support. Um, you know, streaming. We're all down with everybody streaming for free as well. But if people are looking to uh, to get uh, physical copies, we do have those available. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. I under, I mean, I as with as many bands that I've talked to and, and getting to know a bunch of people in the music industry, I know that the majority of your income comes from touring, selling merch, and physical stuff that it's at the show. And, and and you know, of course, when you can't do that, it it puts a damper in your fun. So of course, if people are able to buy the physical stuff from directly from the band. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, Tony, I, I want to thank you for your time. Is there anything else you'd like to want to promote before we finish up here? Um, I think that's it. I'm just uh, hoping that uh, people are digging the single, and hopefully we'll uh, be able to get out there and uh, get some shows going sometime soon. Heck yeah, it's going to be sooner than later. I, I, no, no doubt about that. Good deal, man. Thanks, Renee. I really appreciate it, man. All right, it was good talking to you, Tony. You take care out there. You too. Have a good one. You too. Bye. All right, bye.